Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the Words of Women and Wisdom radio show. I'm your host, Yvonne E.L. Silva, and I'm delighted today to bring you a guest, one of my favorite people who I will formally introduce in just a moment, Melanie Binger. Hello, Melanie. Hello. Thank you for having me, and hello, everybody. (laughs) You're welcome. So the beauty about this show is it's airing on BBS Radio, streaming live from California, syndicating to over 100 stations globally, and also now BBS has added video TV. So you get the opportunity to tap into the archives to listen to any of my previous shows, some of which were, were recorded only as and audio on radio and some which are also available on video as is this one with Melanie which is even better. So if you haven't tapped in before what's the show all about? It is about working to identify and showcase incredible women. Women who've typically risen from some sort of tragedy to triumph and are now out in the world doing amazing work. And this is the case with Melanie. So my mission is uplifting the spirit of humanity and doing this by showcasing these amazing women. They're making a huge contribution very often in their community and also globally. And that's my passion, working with mission-inspired women entrepreneurs, women who have tapped into their inner purpose and are now articulating that I very often I'm working with them to help them visualize to help them monetize and then optimize their life's work their purpose so the work I do is really about sales mastery tapping into their words listening carefully to what they're saying leveraging the work in my best-selling book words women and wisdom the modern art of confident conversations to help them to have that clarity and to articulate their value and also to have more sales which is woohoo where the success piece comes in because who doesn't want more beach time and family time so melanie is a lady that i met in one of the groups i'm in and i connected with melanie right away because we are both working from a place of mission we're both very in tune with what the universe which is what i refer to it is is presenting for us and she has an incredible background. Melanie Binger is a faith-based business development coach and speaker, and she helps you to put God in the foundation of your business and goals. Whether you refer to the universe, greater consciousness, God, whatever description you attach, it's about understanding that when those miracles happen in life, it's usually as a result of something greater than ourselves that is unfolding. So Melanie is a crazy busy lady. She oversees and personally runs three organizations, her own business coaching, the Christian Network and Courageous Beginnings, which is a nonprofit. And of course, managing those three things is no small feat. And she's a wife and mom as well. She will help you ignite the fire through her signature programs, her group and her private coaching. And she works with entrepreneurs, particularly those ministry leaders and influencers from all different types who want to make a difference and do it with the support of the kingdom of God. So she's really about teaching you to expertly care for every part of your life aligning your family and your business missions and values. She's a national speaker, and uh, I have heard that she's not only inspiring and motivational, but she will commit you to take action at the end of her talk. And her techniques are really about understanding how you can achieve whatever she calls them, your God-sized goals. Well, we're going to dive into that by walking in faith. And as an entrepreneur, I can tell you, sometimes that in itself is sometimes it's easier than others (laughs) so she is known for motivation for leadership development accountability and making a bigger impact helping her clients identify and tap into and utilize their soul gifts so welcome Melanie (laughs) well thank you so much what a um 
beautiful introduction, but like you said, it is so wonderful when you connect with somebody. And I just really feel like um, there was a plan, a bigger plan for us to play bigger in the world together, to touch more lives together. And that's what I hope that we do today. Just, just in this time that we get to share today, I hope that um, somebody's life is touched. Somebody is inspired. And I would encourage you that as you're listening to Yvonne and I speak today, that if this message or something you hear makes you think of somebody else, I invite you to share that and let them know that they um, were thought of. Mm, That's so beautiful. And I encourage you to, you know, listen to the nuggets that are going to come out of the wisdom shared in this conversation today. Um, Melanie's been in business for quite a number of years. I've also, you know, I'm, I'm older than I look. I'm also bringing 30 years of business success to the conversation. And so there's tons of nuggets that are kind of come out of it. And also the intrigue that comes out of sharing a heartfelt story and the learnings that come out of that. I encourage you to stay to the end because we will both be giving away a couple of gifts. So you don't want to miss out on that. You want to make sure that you maybe grab a pen and paper right now, grab your notebook because there's going to be wisdom nuggets flying throughout this conversation. And I am delighted that Melanie can join me today. So I'm curious to hear a bit of your story because women who's whose rise from tragedy to triumph is really the game that I'm playing. It's Mm -hmm. about where have you developed extreme resilience? What happened in the past that led you to the work that you're doing today? And then we'll talk about, you know, some of your learnings and insights, but give me the backstory. What happened? Why are you doing this work? Well, you know, I think the thing is, is for everybody to know, like, first of all, never to compare your story to somebody else's, Mm -hmm. but to take a look and see, um, what wisdom or what, what did they go through that maybe I can apply or what can I learn from theirs so that, um, I don't have to go through that. And that's, that's kind of what I've tried to do. So my story in a nutshell is I am a mom of two beautiful girls. My heart was to stay home and to be an entrepreneur. When I had my babies, I um, got married late in life. And um, so in my thirties, I became a mom and um, my goal was to do anything to stay home. And that's what I was. I was, I have had um, a very successful photography business. Um, I sold that because I, it was taking more of my time and taking my weekends, more time away from my family than I wanted to. So I, um, I did about 10 years of a photography business and then I moved into, um, becoming a health coach and I was a health coach for eight years and, um, did that and really, um, transformed my life, got off that baby weight, was helping other people get healthy, gain their confidence. And, um, I was feeling probably the best I had since high school. Um, I was, you know, my marriage was in a really good place. My husband was chasing me around the house and (laughs) that was all fun. And then I'll just say, um, then life kind of hit one day and in, um, nine short months, I lost five people in my life. Oh, I'm so sorry, Melanie. Um, and I think at this time, many people can relate to losing people in their life. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I went through what was a two years of a grief fog and, um, things that mattered to me before didn't matter. Um, I could really only say I was in business because the bills I was paying, um, my marriage was really challenged. And so I really honestly didn't know where to turn to, but to God, when I came out of that. And so, um, and I knew like, I wanted to leave a legacy. I wanted to make sure that every day that I lived, um, that it mattered. I knew it was a gift and, um, I wanted to be a a difference maker and I wanted to change somebody's life, whether that was standing in a line at Fred Myers and just talking to somebody or making, letting that cashier know that they mattered or doing something big and helping somebody step into their goals and create, you know, um, financial freedom or to, to like, finally say like, you know, I've had this dream for years and I'm going to take it off the back burner And I'm going to do that now. So my goal is to help people create income, impact, and influence. And so my story really was, um, was trying to make my day make a difference. And um, I also wanted to take off my mask because, which is kind of funny. Now we have to wear a physical mask in life. But then, but then um, I felt like I was wearing this invisible 
invisible mask and was pretending I was really happy. And what I wanted to do was surround myself with other Christian women, other moms that um, I could say like, you know, my day's not perfect. Can we pray together? Because I didn't know anything else to do. So really that's what I did is I started praying and fasting for about eight months with um, different women around the world. And we prayed for our marriages, for our businesses, and just things were happening. And of that came the Christian network and courageous beginnings, my nonprofits. And I really felt then that that's when God was kind of calling me in to become a speaker. And so I started um, seeking out mentors and different um, coaches and asking them, how did you do this? Because I never thought I would be a speaker. That was never like on my mind. I never thought I would write a book. And so, um, you know, one thing left to another, I started having coffees. Um, then I started doing a larger networking group and started gaining different certifications because what happened was, um, as I started sharing my passion for how I wanted to impact. And so, um, just briefly courageous beginnings, what it does is it helps survivors of human trafficking and domestic violence. And so as I started sharing my, my passion for that, or my passion to help people step into their goals, um, their God sized goals, I started ending up on platforms that were bigger than I felt worthy of being on. You know what I'm hearing, <clears throat> even in this, um, description, it's almost like that that was kind of like a sidebar thing. And I just want to stop for a moment and honor you for taking that on because human trafficking is a massive, massive issue. And it is hugely impactful, especially because very often the, the, the bad guys in this are approaching underage, you know, very young, very unhappy um, young girls and boys um, but certainly that, I don't want to skip over that, Melanie. I think that is huge, huge work. So can you talk just a little bit about the impact and the difference that you've been able to make with that Courageous Beginnings? Because I want to hear about that story too. <laughs> okay. So, well, thank you. Um, I would just say that what happened is I First of all, here, I really want people to know how I got into that because yes. for many years I um, helped with nonprofits for like 10 years. I was in the nonprofit sector, but I helped with survivors of breast cancer because that had impacted my life. And I was at a, um, at a concert and Natalie Grant, she always recognizes somebody who does something um, amazing in their community. And you guys, this is something that we can all do with our platform is recognize somebody that's doing something amazing. And so Natalie, she um, recognizes this girl, Jennifer, who um, had the first um, safe house in Oregon. And so I just went up to her afterwards and I said, I want to help promote awareness about what you're doing, because see, I could feel that in my heart. I didn't know where that was going to lead, but I knew that I was being called to do something. So I think many of you listening to this right now, you might have that feeling like I should do something or I like there's something's disturbing you or has got you stirred and you're like, somebody needs to do something. And so mm -hmm. I would tell you that somebody's you like Matthew yeah. West has a song that you ask, like, you know, why is the name do anything? And, and God says he did because he sent you. And so for me, I went and I talked to this girl named Jennifer and I said, I want to create awareness and said, would you come and speak at my event? Because this is a very beginning. And I was planning my first event. And so, um, we became friends. She came and spoke at my event and she really taught me a lot of things about that. And that's how I learned. There were so many things I didn't know, started doing different training. So the impact of that is, you know, when I very, very first started, um, people would ask me what impact it was I making. And I really didn't know, but what I did know in the very beginning is that there were these girls that were coming in and they were staying in shelters and they were getting little, like I visually saw like little cups of, you know, shampoo to wash and condition or wash the hair if you think of pill cups. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't even wash my hair with that. So my heart was like, God put it on my heart. There was one shelter in Oregon that had 40 beds. And so it was just to, um, so how I started was putting to doing Christmas for them. Cause I kind of grown up doing Christmas, adopting a family, mm. but he needed to adopt 40 women. And I, and I felt like, how can I do 40 women? That's not something that I can do on my own. And so I just said, well, I started telling my friends, my family, other business owners and saying, I'm going to do Christmas for 40 women that are surviving human trafficking and domestic violence. Would, would you be a part of that? Yeah, and exactly. everybody wants to make a difference. And so that's really how it started was um, just sharing my mission. And one thing grew to another. Now we work with 10 different, um, 10 different safe houses and um, shelters. I have helped women get jobs that um, don't have to have a background check because 
you know, many of those women have felonies because of things that they were forced to do. So yeah. I've partnered with different companies that will give people a fresh start. Um, I've helped partner with tattoo artists who will remove tattoos of branding off a women's neck. Yeah. Um, and my big goal, you guys, is to get um, a safe house of my own because oh. I've really learned the differences that um, people go through, or I've had to help people get into those, you know, like safe houses. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, you all, it, it can take a process. Sometimes there's a process to get in there. So, yeah. um, I've, I guess the impact and what I've learned from that is that when we have a calling, we can all make a difference, whether it's big or small, everything adds up together. And when you have a vision and you share it, it will create a ripple effect. If you're contagious and lives will be impacted. Mm. Well, this is a whole new side of you that I didn't know about until we're talking now. Although I love hearing this story for a couple of reasons. Um, you know that I have a best-selling book too, Words, Women, and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. And when I started that book, the reason I didn't go through a traditional publisher, I self-published, was because I wanted it to be a bestseller, but I wanted to have an opportunity to donate a copy for everyone sold, buy one, give one, to a women's shelter foundation or not-for-profit. Mm -hmm. And there's just not enough money to do that when you go through um, you know, a big publishing house. Yes. Um, so I do it in stacks of 10, not one for one for one. So every time I sell 10, then I donate another 10. And I had somebody reach out on Facebook a few months back and, and she said, oh, you're Yvonne Silver. You're the author for Words, Women and Wisdom. I'm like, yeah, I am. How do you know? <laughs> you never know where your things are going to land up. And, exactly. she, and she said, that was on the nightstand in my room when I was in the shelter. And, and I'm just about to launch my own book now. And I've got an e-course coming out. And she talked about all the positive things that she's now doing with her life. And I thought, wow, I have no idea what impact my book had on her. But the fact that she remembered my name and she commented on it, obviously it touched her in a way. And now look what she's doing. So just one little thing, you know, a smile when someone is, is down, you know, paying for the person's coffee behind you, I, you know, giving that, that person who looks like their shoulders are down, their head is down, giving them some encouragement can make a massive difference. And if I think about my son, Alex, you know, you and I have talking, talked about him for, for listeners who are just tuning in to hear more about you and maybe don't know the story of my special needs son, Alex. He had come running into me one day, mom, mom, I need a credit card. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell me more, you know, sign of financial independence. He's 18 at this point. And uh, I said, what, what do you need a credit card for? I want to buy a kid a smile. I'm like, what? So he pulls me into the living room watching a um, Operation Smile telethon where they're fixing the cleft palate for kids in poor countries. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm just so touched that he would want to do this. And he, and he had heard it takes $250 to pay for a surgery. So he didn't have $250 handy. He wanted a credit card. Short story, a long story short, um, no bank understands what to do with a special needs kid who's on funding right they don't know what to do with that application so his card three different applications nothing happened they didn't even respond and finally he got upset and said I'm going to sell my paintings and I'm going to raise money that way so that's what he started doing so I had him on Dragon's Den with exactly what you just shared with that messaging that it was the first round pitch he didn't get to actually be in Toronto live on TV um, but he got nine minutes, which was way more than anyone else got for the first round. Awesome. And his message is, you know, as a special needs artist, no matter what your circumstances are, anyone can make a difference. He's paid for five surgeries. Five little kids have had their life completely altered because of his paintings and his work. Drop us a link, Yvonne. How can we get one of your son's paintings or pictures? <laughs> well, I'll put that in the chat window after. Absolutely. <laughs> Alex's Amazing Art is his program. So it does take just one person, one little pebble falling into the pond that creates that ripple. And before you know it, it's a massive wave. So also you talked about um, the Christian network. So tell me about that work as well, because that's another incredible venture I don't know how you balance all these things we'll get to talk about balance afterwards That's kind of the secrets <laughs> the things I've had to learn so you definitely want that juiciness yes but what I will say about Christian Network is it is a, a place that I created a place where I could be me 
Um, I founded that to bring other Christian entrepreneurs together to grow both personally and professionally um, with God. And right now, um, that is something that we're happening and we're doing online. And so I'm actually looking for ambassadors around the world. Anybody that wants to bring a chapter to their state or their city, you Mm -hmm. could reach out to me. I would love to talk to you about that because um, we were just, um, we were in two states um, actually in October, we'll be celebrating seven years of that goodness. Um, But I love uh, just now how that goal that I had where God will take a shift to something like COVID and say like, no, I want you to take that worldwide. So I invite you, if that speaks to you, where you would like to bring others together to grow both personally and professionally and um, to let people know there's community and that they mattered and really to show God's love. Um, that is what it is about. I was always a mompreneur and my most important thing was to stay home and be with my kids. And the, one of the biggest problems that I had was ever getting the word out about what I was doing. So it is a place to create people, to help them get awareness about what they're doing, but bigger than that, to equip you where you are called. Mm. Well, I know that, that, you know, very often when I do have, um, other women who are also doing coaching on my on my show people have reached out after and said well you're a coach why do you have other people on your on your show that are also coaches well Mm -hmm. because we have completely different backgrounds you know I come up through the corporate arena working uh, 15 20 years in senior HR roles interviewing hiring about 6,000 people in my career coaching way before I knew I was coaching to help people have the the fulfillment in their careers and then 10 years ago moving into executive coaching an executive is very different than life coaching right Mm -hmm. two different things Uh I don't have the depth and the spiritual commitment that you have I mean I'm tapping in and I'm saying yeah I feel vibrational energy and higher consciousness and I'm leveraging that and I know I'm here on a tractor beam (laughs) working on my purpose Um, and yet you're bringing this to a whole new level because of your commitment to your faith and what you can share on that platform that you're creating with that banner the christian network so that's an incredible work so thank you for doing that because the world needs more much 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 more uh, focus on spiritual leadership and i believe that every business every single business can have an element of goodness in it i mean yeah the simple thing is okay so you know 10 percent or five percent whatever the number is of my profits go towards my favorite not-for-profit or you can build it in which is what I encourage my entrepreneurs to do is bake it in so that there's no getting away from it you know Tom's shoes that buy one give one when he went to Argentina and saw poor kids on the streets you know that story was the original one that echoed around the world and he didn't have to do any marketing everybody was telling their friends about Tom's shoes and recognizing that when you buy one he donates one and they've donated I don't know what the number is I know it's over a million I bought <laughs> it for that reason right? so goodness <laughs> and business I believe go hand in hand and I know that you also look at it with that lens as well so great great work so there's those things. And then also, um, you know, I, what I hear is your word of photography, even, you know, there's a link there too, because you're looking at life through a lens and you're making the picture, the most beautiful picture it can be paying attention to the shadows, the dark, the light, what's really in the picture, what you need to leave out. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is a great springboard the business. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. 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 So tell me about your work. How do you stay sane (laughs) with being a mom as well and having all these crazy busy businesses? What have you learned about balance? Well, one of in here, this is the really um, interesting thing. One of the the most important things that I learned um, was a form of working from rest. And to fill my cup so that I could actually serve from my overflow and really the techniques that, um, and I work with a lot of my clients on that because if we don't have that balance or we're saying, um, yes to the wrong things and we're not laying things down, like you just talked about, like putting things down that really now it's time to um, make space for something new or to make space for what we're called to do, um, or we try to continue where we're at and then add the other, we're exhausted and we become overwhelmed and depleted. So um, really I have a practice of working from rest. Um, I 
really try to create, um, I really work with my clients to create um, a family mission and vision that can replicate into their business. So for example, um, you know, our, our mission is where we're going to give back with our time and our finances. And so for a long time, I used to give back to um, survivors of cancer and I still donate to those organizations. But with my time, I do a lot more now to help survivors of human trafficking and domestic violence. Okay. Funny little story, since we're talking about kids, um, my daughter had one of that, those fundraisers at school, the cookie dough um, fundraisers. And it was not one that really worked with us um, when that timing, I was going to be out of town and um, it just wasn't supporting my health goals and others that I was helping at the time. And, um, she really wanted don't to need cookie dough in the house. If it's in right. The house, I mean, like it's good, house. but let me just give you some money or can we pick another thing? Well, the school was so smart. You guys, they said any kid that sold a certain amount could write in a limo. And my daughter had never wrote in a limo. I teach my kids to go after their goals. And she's like, mama, I want to ride in the limo. So anyways, um, here's an example of how we were to able to match our, um, our family goals with our business goals, right? Yeah. Um, where we're giving back. She um, said, I said, if you're going to do it, you got to do it on your own because I don't have the capacity to help you right now because I had a business trip. She said, she called people up and she would say, Hey, uh, my school is selling cookie dough and you have two ways to help. You can buy cookie dough and help us uh, raise money for the school, or you can buy cookie dough and you can donate it to my mom's nonprofit and we'll give the cookie dough to survivors of human trafficking and domestic violence. Love it. Love it. So she made it match as a mom. I couldn't say uh, it doesn't match anymore because now it does. And she sold some of the most cookie dough of that school. And her dad had to go with his truck and pick it up. So, um, but it's okay. Right. Because we found a way we found a way that would really, you know, cause sometimes we have a goal and we, it doesn't align. Other times we have to take a look at that and say, okay, how can we make this work? But I find that as we do that as a family unit, um, it, it allows our family to help support us in our goals and our vision of our business, yeah. as well as we can do the same of theirs. So I have a process that I take people through, but also that I use them myself that allows me to schedule my rest first mm -hmm. and then my work. Okay. Well, I, I, I certainly, um, admire anyone who really can, um, have that family mission first. Right. I mean, many people talk about family first and business second, and then it doesn't always translate. Um, sometimes we go through peaks and valleys. Um, I mean, I know when my um, when my son was going through about six months ago, going, going through a little bit of a hiccup with behavior and stuff, um, being on some some new meds and he was wanting to stay more at his dad's. OK, so that freed up my calendar a little bit. Does it help me? Um, does it mean I don't worry about him? Absolutely not. So bandwidth wise, you know, he's still in my head. And yet physically, I had a little bit more capacity to start working on some other projects, which has been you know, a blessing. So, you know, everything works out the way it's supposed to work out for a reason. I love that you were able to tie in your own goals with that, though, so that you could still be doing the work that you're here to do and also showing and role modeling for her because intentional parenting so, so important. So thank you for doing that and the impact that that makes for the survivors of human trafficking. So we'll talk a little bit more at the end about the, the work from rest, because I know that's part of what you have as a gift. So tell me a little bit more about some of the other projects that you're involved in and what lessons are coming out of that for you? That again, valuable nuggets for women entrepreneurs. Well, I think, okay, so um, other projects that I'm in, I would say is my, my big conference that I put on twice a year would be Be Radiant. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot that I've learned about that. Um, and for me, that is really um, one of the lessons that I learned is that like with, I was planning on doing it in person. And actually guys, this was something that I had thought I would do. I've been wanting to do for a couple years. Um, and when COVID hit, I had to kind of shift and I thought, well, I, you know, my clients, I weren't, I was not seeing, I was all the traveling I was doing had kind of stopped. And now I needed to figure out like many other people, how would I shift and what would I do with my business? So I took the idea of my conference that I wanted to do in person and I did it online. And so I've done that twice. And so now I do it um, once in the fall and once in the spring. Um, and so, I mean, we'll do it twice a year. The next one's going to be in February, you know, and, um, it's an online and it really just brings people together to kind of 
call them into their greatness to let them see where they're at. I bring other speakers such as yourself. I bring other people in to really equip people where they're at. Um, it has a beautiful mission. Um, it is, um, it's a movement that is built on the core belief that our greatest potential is stepping into um, our calling with confidence and really know that we are chosen, um, that we have a person, a uh, a purpose, um, a God-sized plan for our lives. And as a community that we can boldly say yes to our God-sized goals. Um, our mission to be radiant, it's, it's really, you guys, it's about bringing light into the darkness to give other people hope and to courageously walk by faith. And just trusting that you are going where you are called. Um, we believe that um, God is going to equip us where he calls us and that together we can help others be set free and um, be radiant and to create a ripple effect that's going to touch many lives. And every day we can choose you guys how we are going to show up, how we're going to walk, um, that we can be prayer warriors, that we can help other people break chains, that you yourself can be a movement maker of wherever you're being led and called, that we can shape the next generation generation, that we can bring light into the, the darkness and that where we are today, that we can be radiant, that we, that we can make a difference. And so I guess I say some of the things that I learned in doing that was, um, really having to ask for help mm. because, um, here I was going to be doing something that I wanted to do. I had to just walk by faith and say, okay, I'm going to do this. And I had many friends around the world um, that I thought would be great speakers, but before I didn't really have the resources, you guys to host them and to pay for them to be speaking. And now I said, you know, the world has shifted. And I said, um, I'm going to do this. Would you come and would you be a guest? Would you help me? Would you help promote it? Would you invite friends or could you come in and be a speaker for me? And it was the most beautiful thing that helped. I mean, I had people, um, help me, with social media. I had people, you know, we had during, during the second one, we had fires going on in Oregon and um, people said, people said, are you going to cancel it? And I was like, I'm not canceling nothing. Like, I don't like, okay. So Oregon's affected, but I got people from around the world coming. So I had, you know, I went to a hotel at a different location and put it on. And, um, but I had a friend in Arizona who was like doing posting for me because meanwhile, I was like helping people evacuate from Oregon from their homes. So, you know, I had to really re remember that we have to be focused on where we're called to not give up easily that, you know, it's like in life, it's like a detour when we are driving down the road, how many times do we see construction? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it gets annoying because it's going to take longer and you got to take, you know, you got to take a left and then go down another road and cut back over. And, you know, we think in business, it should just be straight shot and easy. And that's how it's going to be. <laughs> and sometimes the funnel doesn't work. <laughs> or, you know, life happens and we still, we still have to do the job. And so, um, that's when we can call friends like you and, you know, or other resources and say, um, who, you know, who do you know, do you have, do you have somebody that can help me? Do you have a virtual assistant or would you be able? So I had to learn to ask for help. I had to learn to really be, um, to use different glasses and look about how to do something differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and to know that maybe how I first envisioned it isn't how it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And then when, when, however, it turned out to see what is the success in it to look and see like, okay, what, is, what did I learn from this and what could I do differently next time? Yeah. That's one of my favorite, favorite phrases, um, or that concept anyway, of, you know, what worked really well and how could it be even better? And I use that all the time with, um, with my clients, I use it in, uh, sales conversations and the work originally of David Kuberrider, who came up with this concept, appreciative inquiry. Um, I've, I've, I've looked at those four questions that he developed and really focused in on two of them that I refer to as appreciative sales kinetics. And so, you know, if we're talking about expanding a business, many of our listeners are entrepreneurs. Um, instead of going to a conversation and saying, you know, tell me, you know, what's not working? What's your greatest challenge? What keeps you up at night? Which is typically old style sales techniques that some people are still teaching. Um, what <laughs> what I found works much better instead is to start with that place of positive energy. What's working really well in your business right now? Mm -hmm. And they share, um, you know, how could it be even better? And they share more about what's coming up in the future. And then I will simply say, you know, can I share a little bit about what I do? Because I think together we could actually dovetail and I could help you get where you want to go faster. And I never have anyone saying no, because there's nothing to object to. We haven't co-created anything together yet. 
Um, so it's a future statement. So that concept of you know what's working well, whether we're looking at someone else and how we can support them in business, a potential client, or whether we're looking at our own actions and say what worked really well, how could it be even better? Great, great concept for entrepreneurs, especially when you're stepping into something new. And I mean, who isn't pivoting these days, right? Well, and and I will say from that, I really learned that um, you know doing a um, an event online and offline are two totally different things. Yep. Um, I, you know, there's many similar things, but you have to have lots of different things in place and, and different team. Um, I learned, I had a lot of people around me that wanted to help. I just had to ask for help mm-hmm. and, um, to learn to not be a lone rager and to do it on my own, but say, here's where is that. And then one of the biggest things was to be able to say like, okay, this is where I can grow. Then who can I go learn that from? Who's doing it in the industry? Who's doing it really, really well? Mm -hmm. And how can I go either learn from them, volunteer with them, or to learn to emulate them and to get access to ask the questions of what I really need? Yeah. And I think the other thing was, um, was to start seeing myself. um, A big one for me was to play bigger. Yes. So I had to really learn how to start playing bigger and a little challenging, but so much more fun once we do. (laughs) Because then we can really impact a lot more lives. So when you think about that topic of playing bigger, um, if you were speaking with one of your clients right now that you saw a lot of potential in, what would you say as a first step in order to learn how to play bigger? What would you be recommending? Well, we have, I think, you know, it's really who you're surrounding yourself with. Right. So if you want to play bigger, surround yourself with people at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people that I'm looking at that are, you know, to be in some of the, the organizations they are, they have to have, you know, they have to start showing their, um, their profit and loss statements to prove actually that they're, you know, what they're making is actually, you know, what they're saying yeah. um, to be just to be in the room with people. Right. Um, and so, you know, make sure you, you know, your numbers, but, um, because that's a really important thing, right? So always be prepared, know your numbers, but who are you going to be around? And then find, then go like, think of like, okay, if this is that person, where do those people hang out? And then start hanging out there or figuring out what, if you, if you can't do that, well, what is it that you need to do? Like, do you know, um, and, or just like, where are they networking at? What do they do? And, um, I, I think that that's very interesting or, or, or doing an informational interview. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's somebody you look up to involved. I've, I mean, I've done this myself. Um, it's, and I've learned so much and I'm so grateful volunteer at other people's events so that you can see how they're doing things behind the scenes. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, I learned very much for me, like my first event, I had one volunteer. I'm going to be really honest. So I've done my be radiant two times. My first event, I had one volunteer and I was trying to do everything myself. My second event, I had 10 volunteers. Um, I learned that the person who I've been looking up to, she has the average of 40 um, volunteers plus the sales team to put on the event that she's putting on. Yeah. Now, a lot of times we don't understand what's going on behind the scenes, right? So um, I would just say really um, when you're playing bigger, you have to not be afraid. You have got to just walk boldly. And I think a lot of times you have to open your mouth up Exactly. You have to say, this is what I'm doing. Um, when I first started saying that I wanted to have, um, a, a shelter of my own, you know, I started doing, then people started t- referring me to different pieces of property because my vision is to have a huge, um, you know, learning center and then have multiple like smaller homes on it. So that's going to take acres. Well, I had no idea what that was worth. So I started getting referrals to people that were selling property. <laughs> and I was like, just out of curiosity, um, you know, what are you letting that go for? You know, favorite question. for that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay. curious. Mm-hmm. You know? And So, yeah, what a great way to learn. And sometimes, um, that's my favorite question, I'm curious, reveals something that the person didn't even realize themselves that they needed to know Mm -hmm. (laughs) until, well, that's the role of the coach, right? To ask powerful questions that helps the person to self-discover their own answer. I have a question for you. Because of your strong faith, 
-hmm. One of the things that in the early days for me, as I was feeling this powerful tractor beam like energy of, you know, I have to figure out my purpose, align with my purpose, get on the beam, start going. Um, and it seemed like it was taking an awful long time to unfold. And I know that in other teachings with um, you know, other spiritual gurus that I, um, I do work with, that there's a piece in there that's about ego, right? If it feels like it's taking too long, you know, who's, <laughs> like, who's driving the bus really? Um, and, and is it an ego challenge? However, sometimes it feels like we're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting an awful long time before things do show up. So how do you stay in trust? What do you recommend? And Okay, well, this is a that? big one. And I yes. think this is one that God teaches us. And I'll say God, because that's who, you know, that's just for me. But if it's different for you, please feel that I'm free. But for me, it's God. And I want to yes. be myself and 100% transparent to your audience. Yes. So um, I believe God's way and man's way is not the same. And so that's what sets me apart as a coach. Because um, I may, I always start, a lot of times I'll start my coaching sessions with prayer. Um, we may be doing a coaching session. We may pause and we may go into prayer. I may say, um, you know, you're, you're feeling about that, Yvonne. Um, why don't you, you know, be in your Bible this week and see where God leads you. See if there's a verse or if there's something that he says to you. Now, now here's the thing. I believe that sometimes things will come very, very quick because we are, God's waiting for us to take action and we'll see lots of things pop. And other times there's a time when it's slower. And that is when we have to trust him. And I, one of the things that I'll say, and I'll say this to anybody that's calling is sometimes God gives that vision to you and to nobody else. And so somebody else will say, well, why don't you do it this way? And you know, in your heart that God has said, this is how it's going to do it. And we have to, here's what it is. You guys, when we give God the glory for what he's doing in our life, nobody gets the glory, but him, it's not us. Right. And so the more that I do that, then I can see how he's showing up. So looking daily for like, how is he showing up in my life? Yeah. What is he doing? Um, and so, you know, sometimes that looks different. You know, we may think like, oh, you know, this is, I need money to pay this bill, or I want to sign up for this coaching session that, you know, I want to hire this coach. Well, you know, maybe you're going to get that in a different way, or you might, you know, win a, you know, you might win something and you might get that package a different way when you're thinking I need to pay for it. Or, you know, so for me, I'm always looking at, um, how, how God's showing up and giving him the glory and how I can use that, um, use that for him. Okay. And so, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so the staying in trust part, um, what I think I hear you saying, again, is echoing a little bit of what I shared earlier about the ego and who's, who's you know, how do you, who's taking credit for what the outcome is? Well, I think there's a part of dying to yourself. And, you know, so many times like our business or like our organization, um, I sometimes I'll say that's not mine, it's God's. But, you know, whatever happens, like I will say here, here's the thing in the very beginning with, with Christian network, I'll say this, um, I would do events and, you know, there'd be other networking groups and they would have hundred, they would have a hundred people and I might only have 20 people in the room. And, um, it had to soon be that it's not about the number, right? We need it, it for me. It, it can't be about the number. It has to be about the impact. And what the mission, and like we started with the call is that we're mission-driven women. What is the mission and how can we help that mission ripple? And so sometimes yet do, did I want to see that? Yes. I would love to have a room full of hundred people in the very beginning, but it, I could learn to see the impact of how it was. And sometimes, you know, honestly, guys, in the very beginning, there were nights when there was only three people there. Mm -hmm. Right. But I had such an intimate conversation and a life-changing conversation with people that really, that was the one person I really needed to connect with. And God gave me the time to do that. Where if I'd been serving so many, I might've missed that. Mm. I love that last piece. Thank you for sharing that and diving into that topic, because I know that that's a very special part of what makes you unique as a coach. So it's kind of like, you know, behind the curtain, the secret sauce. And, and yet, I also had, when I interviewed Deborah Poneman, uh, a transformational guru for years and years, Deborah Poneman, 
um, she was talking about how important it is. And I saw this when I was with her in a retreat. I saw this in action where, you know, at the end of the room, at the end of a, an event, you know, as the speaker on stage, you know, a lot of people are coming up to you. And, you know, she could have darted around between, you know, a hundred different people. And yet she purposefully chose to center the conversation very much on that one person who was standing right in front of her mm-hmm. and give that person her undivided attention till the conversation's done. And then she'll you know, talk to the next person. And one of those people who she gave that undivided attention to was actually Marcy Shimoff, very, very young Marcy Shimoff. And in the end, Marcy was so excited about what Deborah was doing that she asked if, if um, she could work for her. And that was what got her started. And of course, Deborah then went on to have a 20 year hiatus when she had her kids and just had to step into motherhood and could not um, could not um, focus and, and chose not to focus on her business. She ch- ch- chose to put family first. And then Marcy continued to do that work and go on to be you know, best selling author and working with Jack Canfield and doing all kinds of amazing things. And when I interviewed her um, for my book, the the thing that she had shared was about that individual attention and it's just so so important you never know where it's going to go I mean Deborah had no idea that Marcy was going to go off later and turn into who she turned into because she got that opportunity that one little chance right if we go back and we change one thing in history it has a whole different potential outcome right well, yes. And one of, one of my favorite sayings that are quotes that I've learned this year is to be present where your feet are. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Um, and sometimes that's so hard because, you know, you can think about all the different people, but giving whoever you're talking to that moment and that time, yeah. and just really seeing what difference you can make, yeah. um, to speak, you know, to speak life with your words you know, that that's one thing I think, you know, even when we may hear an idea that somebody has or a vision that somebody has, you know, what in it do you like? Yes, you can give wisdom, but really build up with your words, what you can and give them hope um, and let them see, like, maybe, you know, that they really have an area to grow. Right. But you can say, I can see you doing this. These are, you know, this is, you know, I can see you speaking to many people. I can see you learning how to do this in coaching. And, you know, um, I can see you being a great mom you, or, or saying, actually not seen, but saying you are, you are a great mom. You're patient, right? Um, you are, you're impacting many lives. You're shaping the next generation. Um, we, we can do that. And, um, and even like when you're talking about confidence, you know, our, we were talking about that earlier with affirmations and, and, and I call them God, God formations as well too. But, you know, like, um, I, I would say for a long time, I was a sought after speaker. I was learning how to be a speaker. You know, I was like hitting the phone, trying to call and trying to get booked for places. And when I started getting, when I got my first call and someone said, Hey, Melanie, will you come here and speak? I was like, of course I did the whole, you know, business part. And when I got off the phone, I was so excited. I was like, it happened. Like somebody actually, you know, and I think that that's the thing is like celebrate. And then that saying, thank you, God, thank you, God, for doing that. And, and knowing that sometimes where we're going, um, I think that's that comparison thing, you guys, comparison kills joy mm-hmm. or you, who you are is unique and you are uniquely called and gifted to do something very specific. And when, you know, um, when you start thinking about how you can make an impact on with what you have, with the gifts that you have, and it's so much more freeing. And I think that's the thing for me is that when I really started saying like, because I was helping people putting programs together all the time, listening to their gifts. And I'd be like, oh, you can do this and what, you know, and I would just sit down with people at coffee and I was like ripping out all these you know, just here, oh, here's a program for your whatever. And I was like, and cause I didn't know. I, I didn't know that that was part of my gifts. Right. I just was like, Oh, here. And then I was like, then I started listening to somebody and they said, well, what comes so natural to you that do the people come to you over and over and ask for And I was like, Oh, and so I started thinking about that. And, um, so I say that to you guys, right. What is something that people pay attention? What's something that people come to you all the time for that is a natural gift. And I like to say that God gave you that comes so easy. I'm a huge visionary. Some other people are just got the gift of detail and thinking about like, well, what about this? Or they have the gift of hospitality, right? That comes natural to them. Right. 
I have a favorite, a favorite question that um, one of my colleagues, Linda Moores, I always credit her for, and uh, it came up in a, in a, um, a coaching program. And the question is, you know, what is it that you cannot not do? Which, you know, as you just shared, like it's so ingrained in you, it's part of who you are, you, you can't not do it, right? So for me, I mean, if I hear someone is asking for help, I cannot not help in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, sometimes it is with a connection of someone else who's better qualified or, um, you know, it might not necessarily be a big donation of time. It, maybe it is. But if it's something to do with words, which is my passion, you know, someone needs help looking over a proposal, for example, I cannot not help because I know that that's an area that I'm really good at. And I also know that um, there are some things that are better, um, you know, as you shared earlier, you know, giving credit where credit's due, right? So when I talk about the, the words, women and wisdom, modern art of confident conversations, that book, what I was doing was every morning I was getting up at five, doing half an hour of meditation and journaling and my morning uh, ritual, and then writing for an hour consistently every day before my family was up out of bed. And because I had already done my gratitudes and my other work, it was almost like those words sort of downloaded through me and I knew what, I, what it was I had to write, what experiences I needed to draw on, what references, you know, is it Simon Sinek, is it, um, you know, what, what, what's the reference that I need to put in here as well as my own words and my own experiences and conversations. And it just sort of flowed through me. And so, you know, I sort of chuckle when I say, yeah, it's a best-selling book. Um, and, you know, people say, well, you've got to make sure you put best-selling author on your, on your bio and on your speaker sheet. And yet it's, it's really the work that came through me. So I consider myself to be a conduit. Um, mm -hmm. But the essence of it was going back to when my mom, you know, was growing up watching my mom, who had the dignity literally drained right out of her by my dad who came back from World War II with PTSD and became just very, very mean and angry person because he wasn't treated and neither were thousands, hundreds of thousands of other men at that time. And watching her, her dignity get drained away and she wouldn't speak up. And so I never wanted to be like that. And yet I ended up you know, in my teens for various experiences I'll share another time being very shy. And that was again, due to my dad's angry words and so when the book came around, it was like, yeah, I want to write a book. What's the topic? And what do my clients always ask me about? Well, they always come up and they want to know about how can they have more confidence? How can they be more confident? I love words. So that was, you know, thinking about my mom's experience. I dedicated it to my mom as my first unmentor, I call it, because she showed me what not to do. And that then translated into the book, which has been hugely successful and uh, is just now out on audiobook too. Thank, uh, thank you for making a connection, my friend Stephanie, to Vaughan and getting that audio production done. That's awesome. So sometimes we don't, we can't take the credit. <laughs> no, uh, no, absolutely not. And I think, you know, um, I, I really, I feel like I want to say this because when we talk about confidence, um, I think it's about confident in who we are and who we were created to be and knowing that our gifts uniquely. And I, I just like, just kind of going back to the mom part. I had a, a friend who, um, she, you know, I was a mom of two, of two kids. I, you know, my mom at that time worked, I didn't have a lot of support. My husband worked. So it was just me and the babies. And I had another friend that was a stay at home mom and they, they took in all these foster kids. And that was Jody's gift so much was to just love on these kids. And, and, you know, she could have 12 kids at her house or just like, that was, that was her calling. And, you know, sometimes I compare myself like, well, that's not who I am. Right. But I soon had to realize that it's okay. God created me perfect to be the mom for my kids. Just like God created you perfect to be the mom for Alex. And that really what he did was God created me. And my biggest gift is my voice. Cause I'm not afraid to get in front of anybody. I'm not afraid to talk about topics that people are uncomfortable about. I'm not to challenge, afraid to challenge somebody um, or to say what I believe in. Um, and and then to call somebody to take an action upon that and to make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And so I've had so people passionate. say to me, I've, I've heard some people say, Melanie, you know, no boundaries, but see, it's like when I, I do, I do have boundaries, 
But when I feel that calling in me and that's that, that leading to do something, I'm going to say something. Right. And, um, and then I realized too, that, you know, for somebody else picking up the phone and calling somebody is a bold move. And so I want to honor you, that person that's thinking about somebody that's heard this today and is thinking like, "Mm, I should, I should tell so-and-so about this, or I should tell Sally to listen to this. Mm -hmm. That might be bold for you. And I want to encourage you do it. Don't worry about what, don't worry about what they're they're thinking, whether they like it or not. It's that whisper that's in you. That's making you think about somebody or inviting somebody to join your program. And if they say no, it's a no. And I always said like, like if I invited somebody to come do something with me, I was not attached. So maybe this isn't going back to your ego. I was never attached to the yes or the no, because I started saying, they're not saying no to me. They're saying no to God, or Mm -hmm. it's just not right now. The timing's not right for them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just inviting them. And if they say no, that's okay. Yeah. So that was really freeing to me. Yeah. It's such an, it's such an interesting topic because I know when I am coaching my clients too, it's almost like this channeling, right. Comes uh, uh, overcomes me that I know exactly what they need to hear. I know exactly how far to pull them uh, into their own destiny and how much they're ready for and where to ease up a little bit on the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I don't do that uh, consciously. It's, um, it just flows through. So it's so interesting. This has been such a deep and amazing conversation. Um, I want to encourage listeners, if you have been touched or impacted by anything that Melanie has said, I want you to be um, aware that she does actually have a masterclass coming up so she has one coming up on November 11th, right, Melanie? And then also that um, you can find out more information about that. And that'll be on workfromrest.com. So hopefully you have your pen handy. I'll give you that same uh, address in just a minute. And we always like to offer our gifts, um, of our guests a gift at the end. So what did you bring as a gift to share? Okay. So um, if anybody goes to my website, which is Melanie Binger, and you'll have that on there, um, .com, you can find out um, the schedule of the different Uncovering Your Calling masterclasses. And that's the one that's coming up um, September, uh, sorry, November 11th at one o'clock Pacific Standard Time. My gift to you guys is 10 powerful tips to work from rest. And so that's powerful tips to work work from rest. And you know what I'll do? I will also put a link to the masterclass. So if you guys just go to work from rest, you can get the free download and you can get the link to the class. So you can come to both of those Um, to make it super simple because that's what we want to do. Always make it super simple. So I'm just going to add that little link there. You can (laughs) be be able to get it both ways. And the reason why um, is that, you know, um, a lot of people say, well, how just kind of like you said in the very beginning, how do you schedule that or how do you do that? Because our schedules are so out of long. And so there is a system that I walk people through. I help you kind of think about um, what's important, what's not. Take a look at your schedule, your family's schedule, um, and to start finding some time for yourself. One little tip I'll give you guys um, as we go away. My schedule was totally out of whack and I had no time for myself. And so um, I found one day a month to do something fun to fill myself up. And it was a non-negotiable. Um, and it was always, for me, it was the first Wednesday of the month. So if I was walking to Costco and I saw you Yvonne and, you know, I kept saying, oh, we should get together. We should get together. Um, I I would say, Hey, how about December 1st? I don't have anything on it, but the first, you know, the first Wednesday in December, let's do it and we'll plan it. And so I had at least 12 days that first year, you guys, that was to allow me to do whatever I needed to do, to be with a friend, to have time to myself, to, to do whatever, to fill myself up so that I had more to give. And then I kind of learned to do some different things. And that was, that was life-changing for me. And here's a little secret. You need to be held accountable. So you have to tell somebody so that it does not slip through. And I mean, I got offered to sit on many boards and I, and I had to say, um, that met on that day. And I said, I'm sorry, if I can help you another time, that's great. But the first Wednesday of the month I'm booked. And, and that is part of the language that I use in, in my book, too. You don't have to explain what you're booked with. All you have to say is, you know, thank you for the invitation. I already have plans that day, period. Because as soon as you start explaining what the plans are that you have that day, then the other person starts judging whether or not 
their thing is more important than your thing and there are all kinds of you know mind chatter comes up that's totally irrelevant it doesn't matter you're booked thank you for the invitation period <laughs> so thank you for that uh, for that beautiful gift so workfromrest.com is where melanie has her information um, again, if you came on late and didn't join us right at the very beginning, um, this has been a conversation with Melanie Binger, which is actually M-E-L-O-N-Y-B-U-E-N-G-E-R. So MelanieBinger.com is the main website as well. And I also have a gift for you. If you are a woman listening and saying, wow, I want to have more confident conversations. I want to know more about the words, women and wisdom, the modern art of confident conversations book. If you go to my website, which is wordswomenandwisdom.com, and it is spelled out A-N-D, wordswomenandwisdom.com, there's a red button on the left. You can actually download chapter eight, which is about when no words are even required. It's about demonstrating mm -hmm. your power through your decision making, where you sit in the room in a board meeting, about how you show up, your energy, your clothing, a lot of different tips to express your power without using your words at all. And of course, the rest of the book is 40 different words and word concepts to bring in to help have more powerful conversations to ask for what you want and get it. So thank you for joining me today, Melanie. It's been a pleasure. If there's anything else that I have missed, please let me know afterwards. I'll put it in the show notes. And honestly, this has been such an interesting conversation. I am so pleased that you are listening to your heart, listening to the greater consciousness, listening to God and doing the work that you're doing because it is truly impacting and touching many, many lives. And it certainly has touched mine today. And I believe it will touch the hearts of the listeners as well. So thank you for joining me. Thank you. Have a beautiful day, everybody. And make sure you tune in to the next Words, Women and Wisdom radio show and go on, on to iTunes and give us a review like us and let's spread the word because it really is all about uplifting the spirit of humanity through this work. Have a great day. Bye for now, everybody.